Section number 23 of Medieval Hymns and Sequences. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Medieval Hymns and Sequences by John Mason Neal. Quam delecta tabernacula, Adam of St. Victor. A prose of Adam of S. Victor, for the dedication of a church. How lovely and how loved, how full of grace. O Lord, thou God of hosts, thy dwelling place. How elect each architect, how serene its walls remain. Never moved by, rather proved by, wind and storm and surge and rain. Oh, how glorious those foundations, which in ancient generations, types and shadows half display. From the side of Adam sleeping, Eve proceeded, figure-keeping, of a band to last for a. Footnote. The poet here, after his manner, heaps together the Old Testament types of the church. The first of these is Eve. As she was formed from the side of her husband while he slept, the spotless bride was formed from the side of Christ while he slept in death on the cross. For it was when the spear pierced his side that the sacraments of the church flowed forth. And footnote. Framed of wood, the ark effected, Noah's salvation well directed, through the deluge and upheld, called the promise to inherit. Sarah laughs with joy of spirit, or the infant of her eld. Footnote. Heidbert, in one of his poems, thus expands the type. The verses lose nothing by being put into prose. The Ark of Noah was narrow at the top, broad at the bottom, and finished about in a cubit. The beasts were placed lowest, then the men, and the birds above them. The ark figures the church. Many there are in this who seem irrational as beasts, and thence the width of the lower stage. There are fewer in it who may properly be called men as knowing the things that belong to their peace, and avoiding sin. Hence the comparative narrowness of the upper stage. There are fewer still who, like birds, condemn earthly things, and rise to heaven, whence they are fitly represented as at the top, and they are finished about in a cubit. For Christ is set forth by the cubit, and beyond him the church seeks and finds nothing. And footnote. From her picture, Bethuel's daughter giveth 
Elizer water, and the camels slake their thirst, for her bridegroom she prepareth. While the rings and chains she weareth, that himself had sent her first. Footnote. According to the medieval allegory, Isaac is Christ. Rebecca, the Gentile church. Elizer, the apostles and doctors, whom he sent to betroth that church to himself. The servants' thirst, their ardor for souls, satisfied by the obedience of the Gentile converts, as Elizer's by the picture of Rebecca. End footnote. Letter held by, spirit scanted, saw the synagogue supplanted, wandering wide by Jacob's hand, Leah's tender vision fleeth. Much that clear-eyed Rachel seeth, wedded thence in equal band. Footnote. Esau here represents the Jews who, while wandering in seeking for the letter of the scriptures and careless about the spirit, lost the blessing which Jacob obtained. Leah and Rachel, as we have already seen, are usually taken as types of the active and contemplative life, but they also stand for the Jewish economy and the church. Leah tender-eyed, i.e. blear-eyed, represents the former, unable to see the antitype in the type. Rachel, according to the strange etymology of Hildebert, signifies that sees the beginning, i.e. Christ. Hence, she is called seeing Rachel by our poet and therefore typifies the church who sees her Lord in the mysteries of the Old Testament. End footnote. By the wayside as she fareth, Tamar twins to Judah beareth, after many a widowed day, here the royal maid revealing what the rush ark was concealing, beareth Moses safe away. Footnote. Tamar is the Gentile church, the garment in which she sat by the wayside, confession of sins, her becoming the mother of twins by Judah, while ignorant who she was, is explained of that text, a people whom I have not known shall serve me. Here, that is, here in the church, those things really take place, which in scripture history are allegorically set forth. The Nile is the world because it flows through Egypt, the land of darkness. Moses is the natural state of man. The ark, his vain endeavor to work out a righteousness of his own. Pharaoh's daughter, the grace of God, which finally makes him by adoption a son of the true king. The three next allusions are perfectly clear. End footnote. Here the lamb is immolated, whereby Israel may be sated. 
sprinkled with the atoning blood, here we pass the Red Sea surges, while the rising billow urges Egypt's host beneath the flood. Here the urn of manna standeth, here the tables God commandeth, in the ark of covenant rest, here the ornaments of beauty, here the robes of priestly duty, chief of all the fair long vest. Here the Hittite warrior perished, Bathsheba is dearly cherished, and made partner of the throne, here in raiment wrought and golden. By the king is she beholden, as a royal princess known. Footnote. Uriah sets forth the Jews, Bathsheba, the true church. David represents Christ. Uriah would not go into his house, nor the Jews enter into the house of wisdom. Uriah, by carefully keeping the letters with which he was entrusted, perished. The Jews, as we have just been reminded, by clinging too closely to the letter of Scripture, were also lost, and Christ took the church from them and wedded her to himself. End footnote. Hither Sheba's queen proceeded, by the love of wisdom speeded, as to Solomon she bowed, black but calmly she ascendeth, as when myrrh with incense blendeth in a dark and fragrant cloud. She whose glory ancient story shadowed faintly bright and saintly opens here the day of grace now on our beloved breast. Sing we of him as we rest for the nuptial comes apace. The feast at whose beginning blend the louder notes that trumpets send, while gentler psalteries hail the end, ten thousand thousand choirs on high, the bridegroom in one melody, exalting sing eternally, Alleluia, Amen. Footnote. According to the usual medieval allegory, as for instance explained by Honorus of Autun on the 80th Psalm, the trumpets so usually employed in the Jewish feasts are the harsher law, the sweeter, sultry, the gentler teaching of the gospel. End footnote. End of section 23. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.